0: Good morning,
1: it's Diane.
0: Good morning. Welcome to Declare Victory. This is Susie. Good morning, Diane. Good
1: morning. Happy Thursday.
0: Happy Thursday to you as well. Have a wonderful and blessed day. You
2: too. Good morning, Thank you. Good morning Diane. It's grateful, Deborah Evans. Good morning. Happy Thursday.
0: Good morning, Deborah. Grateful Deborah
3: Evans.
1: You have a wonderful good morning. <laughs> good... Oh, you're running the boat. Oh, okay. <laughs> good morning, Deborah. You
0: have a wonderful and blessed day. I <laughs>
1: too.
0: Thank you. Has anyone else joined the call who would like to say good morning?
4: Good morning. That's Yvette Marquette.
0: Good morning, Yvette Marquette. And I heard good someone morning. else.
4: Good morning, Susie. It's pretty Patrice. Good morning.
0: Good morning, pretty Patrice.
1: How are you?
0: I'm doing well. How are you?
5: Wonderful. Thanks for asking.
0: You are so welcome.
5: <laughs> Have a great
0: day. You too. Okay. Has anyone else joined the call i would like to say good morning? Good morning. Welcome to Declare Victory. Has anyone else joined the call? Has anyone else joined the call on this wonderful, beautiful day? Good morning. Welcome to Declare Victory. Has anyone else joined the call? Good Good morning. morning. Oops, I heard two people. Go ahead. Go ahead. Oh,
2: good morning. This is Christina. Have a terrific and thankful Thursday.
0: Happy thankful Thursday to you too.
6: Good morning, it's Gloria. morning, Gloria. Good you? morning.
0: I am doing well, thank you.
2: Good, good. It's good to hear your sound. Good morning, Christine and and good morning, rest of the family. I'm going back on mute. Have a good day.
0: You too. Is anyone else join the call who would like to say good morning? Good morning. Welcome to Declare Victory. Is anyone else joined the call?
7: Yes. Good morning. This is Sister Lisa. Happy
0: Thursday. Good, good morning. Good morning, Sister Lisa. Happy Thursday to you and God bless you as well. Thank you. Is anyone else joined the call who would like to say good morning? Good morning. Welcome to Declare Victory. Is anyone else joined the call? Oh.
8: Good morning. Good morning. It the back the back. Good
0: morning, Sister Yvonne. Yes, God is good all the time. You have a wonderful and blessed day, Sister Yvonne. Yes, you. Yes. Thank you.
2: Mm-hmm. Good morning, Ms. Krishonda.
6: Good morning, Krishonda. Good morning, Susie, uh Moxie Mona, and hi, Krishonda. Good morning,
0: Moxie Mona.
6: Hi, Sister. How are you doing?
0: Does
1: anyone else join the call who would like to say good morning? Good morning, my Happy Thursday. God bless everyone this morning.
0: Good morning, Sister Barb. God bless you.
9: Good
0: morning. This is Patsy. Good morning, Patsy. Is anyone else join the call who would like to say good morning? Good morning, it's Monica. Good morning, Monica. Good morning, it's Lizzie. Good morning, Lizzie. Anyone else like to say good morning? Good morning, welcome to Declare Victory. Has anyone else joined the call? Does anyone else joining the call this morning that would like to say good morning? Good morning. Welcome to Declare Victory. Is anyone else joining the call? Okay, well, it's time to get started with the call, but before we do move forward, we ask that you mute your line so that we can proceed. And good morning. My name is Susie, and I am your host, and thank you for joining us here on Declare Victory. We are a protocol that meets Monday through Saturday, starting at 6 o'clock a.m. Pacific time to edify, empower, encourage, and equipped you in your walk with Christ. Please feel free to invite a friend so they can be blessed too. Be sure to continue joining us daily during May, where our new monthly theme is entitled Grace. This means that all of our declarations will be regarding the grace that God has extended to us through Christ our Savior and Lord. There is one announcement today. Ladies, please join us tonight and every Thursday night for Walk It Out Women's Call, hosted by Miss Lisa Porter. They will be going through the book entitled Emotionally Healthy Spiritually. It's impossible to be spiritually mature while remaining emotionally immature. And that's by Peter Sazaro. The call takes place from 6 to 7 p.m. Pacific Time, right here by dialing the same number tonight. There were no prayer requests submitted. Prayer, excuse me. There was no prayer request submitted on the app, nor no smoke, spoken prayer request today. The order of the call is: prayer and corporate praise will be brought by Diane. The declaration will be brought by Angela. Then we will go right into closing comments hosted by the declare, Angela. And I will repeat that prayer and corporate praise will be brought by Diane and the de- declaration will be brought by Angela. Then we will go right into the closing comments hosted by the Declare. The scripture for today is Romans six fourteen. For sin shall no longer be our master, because you are not under the law, but under grace. Hmm. May the Lord add a blessing to the reading, hearing, and doing of His Holy Word. At this time we ask that you put your phones on mute until instructed to come off mute. We also ask you to maintain your volume and tone of your prayers to a reasonable level. Do not pray over the prayer warriors' voice as they are leading us to the throne. Thank you for your participation and cooperation. I now pass the call to our prayer warriors.
1: Diane. God bless you all. Father, in the name of Jesus, I come before you this morning with a humble heart and a bow down here. God, I thank you this morning for breath in my body. God, if there be anything that's pleasing to you within me, oh God, I ask that you remove it from me, that I will have no hindrance in my relationship with you. No hindrance in hearing your voice. No hindrance, God, in receiving your word. No hindrance with those I come in contact with. No hindrance in my life, oh God. No hindrance in my home. No hindrance, Lord God, for whatever you have me to do. God, I praise your name this morning, oh God. For you are Jehovah Jireh. You are the God who provides everything I need. And I thank you, Lord God. You are the God who provided salvation for me and all of those who have received you. God, I thank you. You said salvation only comes to those who believe. First the Jews and then the Gentiles. Thank you, Lord God, for your mercy this morning. Thank you, Lord God. There's nothing we can do for your favor, but God, you so freely give it to us that you know, Lord God, that we don't deserve it. but God, I thank you that you're a merciful God. I thank you that you're a gracious God. Someone have their phone off me, please put your phone on mute. Father, I just give you praise this morning just for who you are. You are Adonai, the Lord and master of our life. God, you are Elam, the everlasting God. You are jehovah Ra, the God, my shepherd, who leads me. The God who guides me, the God who takes care of me, the God who feeds me, the God who leads me by the still water. God, I praise you this morning. There is none like you. You are the incomparable, God. None can compare to you. You sit tired. Look low, Lord God. You hover over all of your creation. And this morning, God, I thank you, Lord God, for hovering over the lives of your people. God, you created a people to communicate with you. And God, let us do that daily, Lord God. In the name of Jesus, let us Reach out to you daily, Lord, for we need you every day and every hour of our lives. God, I thank you this morning for your hand in our life. Your word I have hidden in my heart that I may not sin against you. Your word, Lord God, is sharper than any two-edged sword, Lord God. In the name of Jesus, even penetrate, even dividing the soul, the spirit, the joint and marrow, and all that within us, Lord God. Your word is sharp enough to cut away anything in us that is not like you. If we seek you with our whole heart, oh God. God, I thank you this morning for your loving kindness is better than life. I thank you this morning, Lord God. That you are the Christ, the one who made who made a way that we may have salvation, may have righteousness, the one who gave his life, the one who knew no sin but became sin, that we may become the righteousness of you, oh God. God, I just bless your name for your suffering, Lord God. I bless your name for your suffering, death, Lord God, that you took. For all of us, Lord God, you took death upon yourself that we may have life and have it more abundantly. So, God, I thank you this morning for your love and kindness. I thank you for each one that's on the call this morning. God, I didn't hear any prayer requests. But God, I have a couple of my own. I have a prayer request with Sean Hayes, Lord God. God, you know his situation, that he's been going through hiccups, Lord God, for the last five years or more, God. But you know everything about him. And God, you said sometimes we how you use suffering, Lord God, for your uh, redemptive purpose. We don't know what your purpose is for his life. But God, I know that you love him and I know that you've been keeping him, oh God. So God, I praise you this morning. I asked you, Lord God, to keep him covered, Lord God. So whatever the outcome be, God, we know that you are in charge and that you love us, Lord God. So Father, I thank you this morning for the Hayes family, Lord God. And God, I lift up all of those who had lost loved ones in the shooting in San Jose yesterday, Lord God. God, I pray that you comfort them, give them beauty for ashes, Lord God. In the name of Jesus, Father, it's so much. It's so much going on in the world. So many. So much violence, God, we can only lift it up to you, oh God. Only you have the control, and only you can can bring solace to the people, Lord God, if only you, Lord God, can give us beautiful actions, only you can give us a crown of of gold, Lord God, I thank you, Lord God, in the name of Jesus, God, I just praise you this morning. You said you would give us beauty for ashes. You would give us the oil of joy and a crown of beauty for our heaviness. God, I have a heaviness on me this morning because your people, Lord God, your world, Lord God, is out of control. And God, we need you. We need you this day. We need you every hour, God. We need you. We need you, Lord God, in the name of Jesus. For so you are a good God. You are a great, great God. You are the good Father. And Lord, we can we can count on you for everything. For so you created us in your image, oh God. And God, let us walk worthy of the calling that you have placed on our lives. Let us walk worthy of, of the God that we serve. God, in the name of Jesus, we praise you this morning. We give you honor. We thank you for our families, for our children as they go back to school, oh God. God, we ask that you cover them and keep them safe. God, we thank you this morning for your loving kindness. We thank you, Lord God, for blessing us with life this morning. We thank you for the grace that you've given us this morning, God. There's nothing we can do to earn your grace, your unmerited favor, God, but to walk in that which you call us to walk in. You said, Lord God, to let our yays be our yeas and a nays, a nays, Lord God, Father, in the name of Jesus, let us speak with kindness and goodness, Lord God, to one another. Let us love one another as you have loved the church, God. Let us be be faithful to you, O God, the God who gives us breath each day, breath in our body. God, I thank you this morning for you are Jehovah, the God who gives us everything, the God who has a relationship with us. You are the great I am, the first and the last, none before you and none after you. You are the eternal God. God, I thank you that you are the first and the last, the everlasting God. God, you are great and greatly to be praised. God, we will lift you up and praise you with all our being. So take your phones off of that we may give God praise that he deserves. He is a thank holy
5: Jesus. God. He is oh, a holy God. Me. And he calls us to be thank holy me. people. Thank he you, calls Jesus. us to worship thank him. Lord, he us, oh thank, thank you the you the name For my holy Thank you Thank you have to you to Thank i I'm the the I'm I'm of I'm of Thank you. that we we and so going to have great to the with going to to 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 Thank <laughs> <laughs> you the service we get from Thor and the other guys is really good and we're really happy with it and we're really happy with the service we get from Thor and the other guys and we're really happy with it and we're really happy with the service we get from Thor and the other guys and we're really happy with it and we're really happy with the service we get from Thor and the other guys and we're really happy with it and we're really happy with the service we get from Thor and the other guys and we're really happy with it and we're really happy with the service we get from Thor and the other most people are just flat are the the thank you for we I I, that. I that. I I I thank you. Know so so because favor- high- than you are you are us everything that we need. Everything that we need, you lead us by the
1: still water, God. You prepare a place for us, God, so that when we come home, we will be with you. So, God, I thank you for prayer this morning. I thank you for allowing me to come into your presence this morning. God, in the name of Jesus, I just give you praise, honor, and glory for there is none like you. We bless you. We love you. We honor you. Now, Lord, have your way with us this morning. As we declare, come her, God. Speak to her heart. Speak through her heart, Lord God, to we your people, that we may hear what thus is the Lord and apply it to our lives. In Jesus' name I pray.
8: Amen. Amen. Oh, we have the floor.
7: Thank you. Amen. God bless you all on this morning. If we could check our phones, we could hear someone talking. We hear a gentleman talking in the background. If you can, everyone can please double check, triple check their phone and place on mute. We still have someone that's not on mute. God bless you all this morning. It is good on this Thursday morning, May 27th. It's really, really good to be with you all again. It is always an honor and privilege to be with family and be with the um, family of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. It is your sister, your friend. It is Angela the Holmes. Thank you so much, Um a wonderful prayer and greeting. We thank God and we lift up everyone, especially in San Jose and even out here in Sacramento, the um, the unfortunate shootings that are going on. We need to continue to be in intercession and continue to um, contend and combat against this enemy of murder. Um, So, this month has been a great month of grace. I pray that you all have been graced (laughs) to learn of grace in a way that you have not um, experienced grace. Um, So much good word has come forth that would allow you to take grace on and allow the person of the Holy Spirit to expand and give you understanding standing as to the power of God's grace that is gifted to us and is operating and has always operated in our lives. So so let us get started on today. Father, we give you glory, honor, and praise, and I thank you as your daughter, as your vessel. Father, I thank you. I thank you. I am honored and privileged to come before your children on today. I thank you, Father, for being the vessel that you have chosen to do this. I ask, God, that you wash and cleanse, O oh God, and allow me to only say what you say, Father. Speak through me. There is someone, O oh God, that needs a word that will shift their day, shift their life on today, God. And we praise you and we thank you and we honor you and we just pray that the hearts of your people have good soil, good, rich, warm wonderful watered and ready soil to receive your word that it may go down deep and grow. God, we give you all the honor, all the glory. In Jesus name we pray, amen. Okay, so grace, we've learned the definition of grace. We've learned various ways of how to use grace. We've learned how when Jesus walked with the disciples, he he talked about grace and he showed them how to have grace for people. Um, I want to get started with one of my favorite scriptures, which talks about grace. Um, When I I have so many notes on grace, it was, I was like, Lord, how and who needs what and how? How am I going to put this mix together? Because there's so many components of it, but it's not complicated. I promise you, grace, it may be the easiest thing. It's easy because we don't have, it's none of our doing. So it's absolutely easy. All we have to do is receive it. But sometimes my brothers and my sisters, it is very hard for us to receive something, especially from God, because we've been taught that we have to work and work and we got to do, and we have to perform and we have to be this way and dot this I and cross this T and, We weren't taught to receive or it's okay to receive, to receive from him. So I love this scripture because this is phenomenal on our mess-ups, our hiccups, our life, our who, our, our humanness, our walk in life. It's John 1 and 16. It says, out of his fullness, we have all received grace, in place of grace, already given. The King James Version says grace upon grace. And Jesus was with the disciples out of his fullness. We have already received grace in place of grace. Grace does not wear out. It doesn't have a uh, a cap. I'm only going to give you so much grace. I'm only going to cover you so much. I'm only going to empower you so much. I'm only going to liberate you so much. I'm only going to free you so much. That's not God's plan. That is not the way. The Lord created this whole thing. If someone can briefly check their phone, please check your phone. Um, It—it's grace is—it flows. It—it's it, something that we just receive, and I—I I want us to really believe that. I—I I want us to know that out of everything we've heard and will continue to to hear. Um, the last few days in this month, to receive grace. It's not anything we work for. If it was not for us, he would not have given it to us. Our works is not in grace. And, and I'm building up to what, to go into the meat of the declaration. Our works has nothing to do with grace. When Paul said, "You know, um Lord, I want whatever his thorn was um whatever that thorn was, he wanted God just to remove it. now, whatever that thorn was, and so God told him, You know, my grace is sufficient, like what whatever your hiccup is, whatever that hindrance that you feel that may be hindering or stopping you." from doing something, accomplishing something, being something, um, relieving yourself of something, not doing something anymore, or to do something anymore. He said, listen, don't even worry about it. My grace is so powerful, it's so bad, that whatever it is that you think, whatever it is, you think is your weight, your chains, your falling chain, my grace will allow you to absolutely Do what it is you know you need to do, need to receive, need to be. And it's so good that you won't even realize that you think or you feel you have something that hinders you. It's just that good. And it sounds too good to be true, so good to be true. So let us get into the meat of the declaration today. Great. We being positioned being positioned by favor. We were made by grace and we performed by grace. We always need grace. There will never be a time in our lives that we don't need grace. It's God's empowerment, not works. It's God's doing and our receiving. Sometimes we may not even know that grace has happened. We think in our minds that it's something that we've accomplished or something that we took a step towards or we've accomplished this, I did this, whatever it may be. It could be a paper. It could be um, raising a child. It could be helping a uh, elderly parent. It could be being a friend it's the grace of god that allowed you to accomplish it if we partner with the holy spirit and really really abandon ourselves and live on god's love we will come to a place that we know that whatever we are doing we're doing it all by god's grace we what, who, what could we possibly possibly not do without his grace. We we need grace. Grace is in everything. Grace, the liberty to rest in God, not our ability. Everything we have is God-given. Our ability to do anything is based on God's purpose for our lives and it is all a gifting from God. He's given us. When someone's given, get, someone gives you a gift, you don't fold your hands. And if you do, and if you say, I don't deserve that, no, 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 thank you. That's pride. And we throw that word of deserving and not deserving around. And I think we really need to just kind of you know push the brake maybe with two feet and really hear God's voice on deserving. God's purpose for my life is in the giftings of grace because we cannot fulfill purpose without him. we can't fulfill purpose without his grace. Everything he has purposed us for he has grace waiting for us to tap into it to fulfill it. And I'm going to try not to sidebar too much. So if I repeat something, it's because I sidebar and I came early with it. So what we feel when Scott calls someone, you could be called to, I don't know, you could be called to start an organization to Get disabled children or adults together to learn a skill. You could be um, called to govern some uh, a capacity inside of a ministry or inside of a corporation. You could be called to um, a political seat. Whatever it is, whatever that purpose for you is, grace is waiting for us to tap into it, to fulfill it. So, what happens is too often we struggle in process. We struggle in process because we have not taken the time to really understand grace and how he has set us up to accomplish, set us up to do exactly what he needs us to do in that position and not fail. He set you up, whatever a part of your purpose that you're in, if you know why you're here on this earth, if you know a part of your purpose, if you know what your purpose is, he's already given you the ability to do it. He's graced us. And then we go back to grace upon grace, the more grace we need. That grace upon grace will come. We've already got the grace to do it. He's called us to do it. You know what? We may get in it and we may not do things absolutely right. Here comes more grace. It's all right, baby girl. It's all right, my son. Here's some more grace. Here is me helping you to accomplish and here is me saying, don't worry about it. I have grace. Grace is going to help you operate maneuver. Grace is gonna maneuver for you. Grace is going to show up. There is a um by in the Bible app, um, I love a um there is a reading inside of the Bible app um in the U version Bible app called I would love for you guys all to, to take a look at it. It is um, called um, Grace Over Grind. Grace Over Grind. Yeah. When you read it, and that's a whole other level of understanding, the world, and even in Christendom, we've taken on this word of grind. We've taken on this word of grind. And grind is not for his children. Grace is. We don't have to grind, but we do have to grace. Okay. So let me pull it all back in because that was a sidebar. (laughs) Okay. So his word is life. God's word is life. And we know that. His word is life. It has a heartbeat. His word is life, and it has a heartbeat. So then why do we struggle in the process? We can think of reasons right now that may be popping up off of your head, trying to do things our way, wanting things done just a certain way, feeling less than. We're not, I can't do this. I shouldn't be do this, doing this. I don't have the ability to do this. Who am I, Jeremiah? They're not going to listen to me. I'm so young. God's word is life. And in that word, there is grace. If we think back on the um, parable of the sower, it was something that was I heard someone teach on the parable of the sword just recently, and what popped out for me, and it, they, they they illuminated this, was that the one in uh, in Mark, it stated that he's Jesus said to the disciples, If you don't understand this scripture, how are you gonna understand the rest? And as this scripture talked about the seeds falling, because you know back then that their their farmers or they weren't called Um, farmers um, sowed their crops differently than we do now you know we use a machine we dig up the ground with the little spikes and we then we um, put the seeds in there and we turn it over and everything but they didn't do that they threw them out they cast them out and wherever people walked and if people just and if it was a a beaten path where people would come through and walk after they sowed their seeds That's when the birds came. That's the word that that came that did not rest in your heart. You didn't believe it. And we know that scripture. But when it gets down to the end of it, when it says that that seed went in to good ground, to good soil, and that seed was able to take root. And if you could picture dirt, if you can picture a seed down in moist, luscious um, soil, dirt, and you can see It's simultaneously happening that those roots are growing. If you can picture that in your mind, get a picture of it. Picture the roots growing while the top of that seed, whatever it may be, the little green stem starts to to simultaneously go up towards the top. They're both growing at the same time. And in order for us to both grow at the same time to get rooted in something, and as we grow, the top part, that is the process, we need grace because inside of that dark place where the soil is, we can't see, but we know which way we should be going. And grace allows that door to be open, that window to be open. Grace allows light to come in where there is darkness. So we were set up to succeed in the process. And we know we've heard the term the struggle is real, or I'm struggling here and, and struggling there. But do we really have to? Do we really have to? um fail. We may say, oh, you know, and I've even said it too, you know, failure is a lesson. It really is. But did we have to have that lesson? Our, our, our older, our parents talked about bot lessons and taught lessons, how we don't really want a bot lesson. We may fail because we, we look back. You may say, I don't look back, but I'm going to tell you a few ways that may be subliminal that you do look back that would cause you not to look forward to grace. Still operating in our old ways with excuses of, and you can fill in the blank. I still act this way. I still talk this way. I am in Christ Jesus, but you know, I still can go there. But you know, I I still will get someone, I will still tell someone off or whatever it may be. That old you fights with grace. It does not want to be loosed by grace. Your old ways of doing things, of talking, saying, old ways of thinking fights with grace. We have to remember, even when we find fault, uh, find ourselves in these ways, there's grace upon grace. Continuously call on his grace. We have to literally ask, let's open up our mouth. He says that we shall have what we say. Lord, I need your grace in this situation. Lord, I'm exhausted. I need your grace. Lord, I have exhausted Every single avenue. Now, I asked you for grace in the beginning, and I'm asking you for grace again. When we feel inadequate, when we feel we do not have, Lord, I don't know, I can't do this. Really, this is what I'm supposed to be doing on our uh, jobs, in our businesses. Grace. Lord, I need your grace. Lord, I need grace. Grace comes, favor comes, grace comes, favor, wisdom, knowledge, ways, doors being open. It's a place of liberty for us. So even if we do operate in our old identity, listen, you may say, but yeah, that's a struggle. I struggle here, I struggle there. I get it. We all struggle somewhere, even if we feel, you know, I'm not where I used to be. I'm glad I am where I am now. But guess what? There are still some things that you need grace for. God said in Galatians 5 and 1, and I'm going to read this in the Passion Translation. At last, we have freedom, for Christ has set us free. We must always cherish the truth and firmly refuse to go back into the bondage of our past. We must refuse, firmly refuse, firmly refuse, firmly refuse to go back into the bondage of our past. Let's do this. Whatever we think is little is minute. I would ask us to take a look and say, is it a character of God? If not, it's the bondage of your past. The anointed one has set us free and not partially, but completely and wonderfully free. We must always, again, cherish this truth. And firmly refuse, be stubborn about it, refuse to go back into the bondage of our past. It fights against grace. Do you really? listen? This is, and as I, we're coming to a close. So I want us to take a look at areas we may struggle in, something we may be in process in, something we have identified, hmm, God, this seems a little uneasy, this seems a little uncomfortable for me right now. It looks like things are not coming forth, things may be coming to a head, some doors may seem to close, some doors may seem open that we didn't want open, we may be dealing with some should have, could have, would have, some regrets. Why, let's, let's take a look and kind of settle and say, is this a place where I'm being shifted into a greater place in God? Is this a time of shifting spiritually for me? If not, I would, we would have to ask ourselves, am I in a miserable place? It, is my life supposed to be full of continuous bloops and blunders, and, and, and I'm sad here, and I'm, I'm miserable over here, and I'm just worried when God told us not to worry? I'm carrying more than I should be carrying. when God says my grace is sufficient. A life, we, we, should we be in a life of worry, fighting old ways and habits? On a continuous basis, when we have grace, should we be there on a continuous basis, even though we have grace? Now, we have emotions. We will feel things, but the Lord, the word, gives us an outlet for every single thing we are feeling and every single thing we are going through. Jesus felt emotional turbulence, just as we did. Do you remember when he was in the Garden of Gethsemane? That was emotional turbulence. He went to God. Lord, look, I'm not feeling this. I am not feeling this. Most of our issues of how we address and handle things, that's opposite from the way that God, that Jesus did in the Garden of Gethsemane. Wow, Andrew, that's kind of vast. Yeah, but if you think about it, if you study it, if you study his words, how he felt, how honest he was with God, how assured he was in God, study the word nevertheless. Study how he was able to pour out, what he felt, and when he got up, he was assured that what God has asked me to do, I've got everything I need to accomplish it, everything I need to do it. It was through His empowerment, through grace, the ability to do some things that we think we can't do, don't want to do. There are some ways, if we think about our ways of going back to that, looking back, most of those ways, and I would say 99%, even if you think the household you came from was without error, most of our issues are from our upbringing. Most of them. So we're still fighting ways that we settled for. These are ways that our parents and our caregivers either verbally or subliminally said to us or taught us, and we became it because it was our environment. This is stuff we got to renounce. It, it, this is stuff that's not even, not even your fault. It's not our fault. You can renounce it. Like, Lord, I act like this. It's not even my fault. I'm not taking this on. I'm not taking the condemnation of it. You don't have to. He has grace for it. He saw it, but guess what? When people people may say, "God, where were you? Where were you?" I got grace for you. I got grace. I got grace to heal you. I got grace for you. Grace, a gift come out of those ways, those habits, those thoughts and characters. Yes, grace is for that too. We own so much we don't have to own. We didn't even do that stuff. (laughs) We didn't even do it. Some stuff came into us in the womb, literally, while we were being carried. Some stuff happened while we came out the womb. Some stuff we saw, experienced, and done. We didn't even do it. But we carry it like we did it. We did not do it. We do not have to own that stuff. It's what you give to God. It's what you renounce. Lord, I receive your grace in this area. Lord, all I fought all my whole life. I fought everything, everybody. I was the one. They went and got by then. But come get me if you need to fight somebody. That was me. All I knew in my life, Lord, 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 whomsoever, all I knew in my life was to fight God. God is like I got grace for that. Receive my grace. Just receive it. You don't have to own that. My grace is free. My grace will empower you to be the man of God, the woman of God that I called you to be. Grace will lead you to it if you don't know. Lord, I need your grace in every situation. And I want to close with a place of grace. That we need to give as human beings, period. As we need to give as brothers and sisters in Christ. I heard a quote. I forget who it was from, but I remember the quote because it stood out for me. This quote said that we must take with us buckets of grace throughout our life. So when it comes to relationships, interpersonal relationships, who is grace for? Who is grace for? Let's ask ourselves that question. Who is grace for? Because we're not justified by our works, but by faith. And in that faith comes grace. Yes, yes. Grace. It's optimized in situations that are beyond our natural ability. The destiny or the purpose that God has prepared for us is beyond our natural ability. That is why we need his grace. We are privileged. We are privileged when we don't have the capacity the knowledge, or the ability, because we can ask him, Lord, I need grace in this area. Then that's when it comes in and it kicks butt. God loves to grace us. He loves it. He's waiting. And that same grace that he loves to grace us with, that grace upon grace, grace upon grace, we have to have that same grace upon grace, carrying buckets of grace for others with us. Just as he has grace upon grace for us, he has buckets and windows and clouds and the windows of heaven of grace for us. We have to have that for others. Who is grace for? I would ask you right now to ask yourself that question. Who do I need to have grace for? Because of the times that we're in, because we're seeing so much, who do I need to have grace for? Who is grace for? So grace is for who? Grace is for the backslider. Grace is for that addict. Grace is for that CEO, that um doesn't accomplish things right. Grace is for that evil taskmaster that you may call the person that's your boss. Grace is for your pastor, for their emotional issues, their character flaws, the nakedness in them that you see. Grace is for that whoremonger. Grace is for the teacher. The grace is for the Muslim. Grace is for the Hindu. It's for the one who talks way too much and gets on our nerves and just overtalks us in conversations. Yes, it's as simple as that. Grace is for that, per- that, for that person. Grace is for the liar. Grace is for the gossiper. Grace is for the cheater, the adulterer. Grace is for the fornicator, the one who judges in their head, who picks people apart, who belittles people openly. Yes, grace is for that person too. Grace upon grace and buckets of grace. Grace is for the doubter. Grace is for that strange woman that intervened into a marriage. Grace is for the one who discounts people and dismisses people, overlooks people. Grace is for the one who embarrasses and belittles. In front of peers, in front of family members, in front of children. Grace is for that person who may belittle a man in front of his family. Yes, grace is for that person too. Grace is for the clerk or the person that works someplace and they, they spilt, um, their juice in you when they were trying to handle, hand it to you. Grace is also for the one who spilled your personal teeth, your life, told all your business. Grace is for the child that talks back. And it's for the husband that doesn't talk. And grace is for the wife that talks too much. Yeah, grace was with Jesus in the Garden of Gethsemane. And grace was also for the disciples that fell asleep. Grace. Is a beautiful gift, so underutilized, so not seen in the power that it really carries. You may say, Angie, well, um, that sounds like everyone you just mentioned needs mercy. Yeah, they may need mercy, but they need mercy and grace because they have the right to grace upon grace. They have the right to the very same grace that you have the right to. Grace is for the ability that they don't have to do things right. Grace is seldom given to those who openly have flaws, such as ourselves. So I want to leave you with the power of grace, and I want to... Ask you to receive his grace. When you feel troubled, when you feel stressed, when you feel anxiety, God knows what you have to do is not a mystery to him. Just say to him, Father, I need your grace in this situation. And I thank you for the grace that you've already given me. I need a little more grace right here. I need grace to know how to do this. I need grace, your grace, not my grace. So that I can come through this process with the beauty of your grace. So I thank you, Lord, and I praise you. I worship you. I thank you for your word. I thank you, Father, that your word is a two-edged sword. Even as it was given out, it's going down and being settled in my soul that I eat this word also. Thank you, Father, for the hearts that were blessed. Thank you, Father, for the good soil that was tilled today with your word. Thank you for grace. Yes, Father, we receive it. We don't fight against it. We contend with an enemy that tries to keep us from it. Yeah, we receive it. We receive. We can receive from you. Yes, thank you, Father. Thank you for being the good, good Father. Thank you for being the Father that loves that overshadows, that says, Listen, I've set you up to win, I've set you up to do all that I've asked you to do. I thank you, Father, for blessing us and keeping us. In Jesus' name, I pray. Amen and amen. Well, God bless you all. I pray that the declaration um settled in your soul somewhere and that you were able to receive something that you could chew on today that you could use in your life today. And furthermore, So I want to go ahead and open up the floor to give those that did not have an opportunity um, early on to say good morning. So those of you who were not here. Oh, also, if we have any um, new callers today, let's start with the new callers. Is there anyone, um, this is their first time calling in to declare victory? No? Okay. Well, anyone that did not get a chance to say good morning during the greeting, you may do so now.
0: Good morning. This is Janelle. Good morning,
9: Jill.
7: It's
0: Janelle.
5: Janelle,
7: good morning. This is Kathy.
9: Good morning, Kathy. Good morning.
7: Good morning. This is Cynthia. Good morning, Cynthia. Good morning. Good morning, DeeDee. Good morning,
1: Angel. DeeDee. Good, Dee. good morning, Sister good Angela. F- this is Budley. Hey, Love good morning, girl. Budley. Praise
7: God. Praise God the Lord. Lord.
4: Good morning, it's Brother Michael.
7: Good morning, Brother Michael.
4: Good decoration. morning,
0: Mrs. Smith. Uh...
7: Thank you.
4: Sorry.
0: Good morning,
7: this is Marcelle. Good morning, Marcel. Good morning. This is Juanita.
9: Great decoration.
7: Good morning,
1: Twenty? Did you say Juanita
7: or Juanita?
0: Juanita. Swan.
7: Oh, good morning. Good morning.
4: Good morning. Good morning, Angela. This is Pretty Patrice. Wonderful decoration.
7: Good morning, pretty Patrice. glory to God. (laughs) Okay, if we, um, now if anyone has any questions, comments, any type of dialogue that they would um, like to talk about, let us do that, so I wanna open up the floor anyone has any um comments or uh questions or anything that they need want to talk about uh concerning grace.
4: Well I'm gonna go jump in since the line is three. Um this is puzzling. I when you you said something that kind of stung <laughs> and it was uh, Showing somebody some grace, and I just want to mm. make certain I I, I understood the thing. Okay, so is that running along the same lines of like somebody that you forgive or you forgave, and things that you know I know about you know giving people um the boundaries of where you wanna allow in your life, but so does that where grace falls in?
7: Yeah, say that one more time.
4: I, I didn't quite follow Okay, you. yeah, I have it on speaker, so that might be it too. I said, okay, so I was trying to make sure, because what you said, I said stung, because it made me think about something that I may not be doing. My question was, I was, if you forgive somebody, but you also, no, not but you also, when you forgive somebody, but you still give them the boundaries, where, you know, where, what needs to be set for the two people involved. My question is, Does that where grace comes in? Oh. You no. Know? No? Mm-hmm. No, no, no. I said, oh, oh, okay. Oh, I so you're talking you talking know. about.
7: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, listen, so the boundaries part. Because you set boundaries, and, and I'm not saying you're you're thinking like this, but I, I do need to say this: that because you set boundaries doesn't mean you have not forgiven them. So yes, carrying grace. Grace is, you know what? Yeah, let's let's get this done. You have the power to. You I don't know who the person is, but you have the power to not have anything to do with them ever again, right? So I forgive you. I'm going to set some boundaries. And what grace does, grace allows you not to hold whatever it is against them. You've set some okay. boundaries.
4: Okay. Yeah, so, and boundaries so are good. In essence, yeah, in essence, what I'm hearing from you is that you've forgiven the person, you know, and you've done your part on that part, forgiving that person, but also, within um setting the boundaries, you put them in, let me make sure I'm saying this right, because it's in my head right, but it's not coming out right. Um, you're forgiving them, but you, like you said, I don't have to be not not be bothered. You don't have to have them around you or in your life or whatever any longer, but also still keeping in mind that you are still setting boundaries with that individual. Does that make sense? Or did you understand
7: yes and what I'm no. Mm-hmm. Yes and no. So, yeah. So, if this is a person that you have forgiven, I don't know if you have to be around the person. It's not, you know, it, it's a. It's not really difficult for me to answer you, but I want to answer you right. So, you forgiven this person. This person is still in your life. Now, is a boundary for you and that person as far as a space boundary or what they can talk to you about because there's lots of boundaries. Like, is it a space boundary? Yeah, no, a space, that doesn't mean that you have not forgiven them, because you have a space boundary. I have a space boundary with some relatives, because I know their performance, what they do, how they do, they haven't changed and them not changing had nothing to do with me for having forgiven them, they're still the same. But I chose to forgive them. Do I treat them any different? No. I treat them as if I have forgiven them. I give them grace. Okay. Grace when they do come around. Yeah. When they do come around, I have forgiven them. I give them space. I allow them to be whoever they absolutely want to be. But because I have forgiven them, it doesn't affect me. What they do, what they don't do, don't affect me because I have forgiven them.
2: Amen.
7: Thank you,
4: Sister
2: Angela. You're here about my morning. Hey, Angela, this is Dee Dee Bubbly. This is your sister, baby sister. You hit on what I, that's the same Um, Scenario, Angela. So thank you for that because our boundaries are, it's kind of like a protection. I I, I look at it as a spiritual boundary, but we do have to be careful that we're not setting expectations on others. And we have to, for me, I check myself and I try to think about that offense and what it did and see if the relationship is that toxic because some relationships are then those boundaries are okay to set, but you be mindful that you pray them well and, and don't keep rehashing whatever the offense is because we too offend. And for me, that's when it goes, forgive them. We have to forgive so God can forgive us, but it is different with boundaries. We have a right to set them, but we have to make sure that we've right. made every effort to live peacefully, peacefully with people. And it's the same scenario. It's not a race you. you. I know me personally, I wouldn't want to be around a racist, but I still have to right. forgive. So that's the kind of mm-hmm. um, analogy that helped me. But what I wanted to share with you, thank you, because I know you have grown, your kids are growing. I'm, I'm they kind of kiddos, like I call my kids. And so mm-hmm. when you were talking about that grace that we have to give, it's just like my mom gave me grace, but there's some wounds from my mom that I have that I didn't realize until I listened to you this morning. And so y'all know I talk about the grief thing and the death thing, but real quick, when my mom was carrying me, I think she was like eight months, there was a few, uh, bus accident so a lot of people that she knew died on their way to Reno in the '60s, and so when my mom was mm. at the funeral home, pregnant with me, the a dead lady's eyes opened, right, and this mm. really happened. So I now know that that was a trigger. If that makes any sense, that God yeah. still gave me grace, and that's why when I'm, I think death hits me that way because that, something connected. My mother had such a fear in her, even to, of of death, that I think with me being in her womb. It affected me, but now at fifty three, I now know today. Just listening to you, Angela, made me think. Okay, so God, you gave me grace, even though my first baby died, and then my my daughter, when she was having River, she had complications. But the enemy will try to use that. So just the grace today. I mean, it's I'm so full with your share this morning because now I know who I am, how God wiring me, mean, even with mm-hmm. my mom's wounds. We have to. It, it's even deep like that. If that makes yeah. sense, I hope I made sense. So yeah. thank you. And then with, with, with the millennials, you guys, forgive your kids. Give them some grace. If they're messing up, if they're blowing it, if they're not walking like you want them to walk, just remember he looks beyond yeah. your faults, too. So we have to give our babies grace, especially in this season, because they're dealing with stuff we can't even imagine. The internet, yeah. the demonic forces on these, especially, I'm talking about our young black boys. I'm gonna talk about them specifically because my son. This morning, I'm trying not to cry. I woke up to a voicemail. I mean, a text voice. Do you know he records me? But what he recorded me was a simple prayer. I was telling him because he's lost so many friends to gun violence in Richmond, Oakland, and so he was one of his good friends got killed being in a being where he didn't need to be. A nice young kid graduated from all of that. But I just reminded him to go to Psalms and Angela. I'm gonna send you. But, so we never know when our kids are, they're paying attention to us, but I had a phone yes. conversation and he recorded it and it's just a scripture. So I just wanted to share that you guys. Give your baby some grace. Wow. Yes. Yeah. Um, no, thank question. you,
7: Deedee.
2: Yes. Yes. Well, before we go to your question,
7: I just wanted to, um, yeah, Deedee, thank you so much for saying that. It's absolutely, absolutely, absolutely imperative imperative that we give our children some grace. We give our children some grace. They are in a place we never have been in, and that is beautiful that he records you. I mean, it's a place now that we can't even imagine the thoughts, the the, the, um, the principalities, the The things that are going on in the air, what's pulling them, they go in. It's so much that our children are dealing with. They are so, 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 so loved by God. They, we have to keep them covered in prayer. And thank you so very much, um, Dee, for sharing that. Because I know for me, there are areas in me that I had to go after that came in only in the womb because of where the state my mother was in. Only it came in in the womb, and I had to battle and fight and finally say, hey, listen, I didn't do this. This is, I didn't do this. I need you. We're not going to do this anymore. But um, but thank you so much. Thank you so much. Yes, please send me that. I just believe but love it. Woo, amen. Um, yes, I'm sorry. I heard someone uh, begin to chime in. Please do. Okay, yeah, um,
9: I enjoyed what you was talking about, grace and the different grace that um, God um, gives and stuff like that. Um, Hopefully this is not being too, uh, I don't know what to say, but um, do God, is God, uh, when, when you lose something or when somebody takes something from you, Is God not giving you grace for that or is it grace for certain things?
7: No. Um, So when you say when you lose something or somebody takes something from you, is it like in a personal relationship? Is it? uh,
9: It could be a personal relationship or it could just be someone took it. You don't know. My, My scene is, if I can't find something, and I know I had it, is, it, did God not give me grace for that? Or that's just natural? Yeah. Because I know you God gives grace and everything. So I'm trying to figure out why would it happen? Or where was his grace when it happened? or
7: Oh, okay. Okay. Where was his grace? God's grace is always there. Um, Whatever, I don't know what the situation is. Um, Whatever the situation may be for you, I'm not sure if it's a, 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 I'm trying to answer the. I'm trying to answer you um, without knowing really what you're talking about. God's grace is with us at all times. I've even had to ask God once, well, well, where, where were you when this was happening? And God said to me, I was right there. And his grace comes in in the healing part of it. And if it's something that we feel that we lost, did we we really lose it? I don't know your specific situation. Did we really lose it? Or was it something that we didn't, we weren't, we didn't, he didn't want us to have in the first place. I don't know what your situation is or what specifically you're talking about, but God's grace is always there. He's always there. And his grace comes, just as Paul said. Paul said um, he had a thorn in his flesh. We don't, you know, commentaries have said what that thorn was. Many different readings of what it was, whatever that thorn was. Paul thought it was something that was going to hinder him from doing the work of God. And God said, my grace is sufficient. My grace is sufficient. I am going to overpower you. I am going to empower you through this thing. I'm going to empower you if it was something that he had. Maybe he had a sickness. Some people say he had a sickness. I'm going to empower you to do it even though you have the sickness. Or maybe he felt like he didn't have enough or he didn't have what he needed to accomplish. Or maybe he felt like he lost something. Well God, well, God is saying, I'm going to empower you to be able to come through, to do whatever it is that you need to do or have to do that I'm calling you to do. So without Uh knowing your specific uh, question, but what I do know across the board, God is always with us. He's always there. He's always talking. Yeah. Thank you. And if it's, yeah, you're welcome.
3: Hello.
6: Hey, Angela, this is uh, Moxie Mona. How you doing? Hi, Mona. This, this was such a great declaration. You know what I got from it? That just simplified it for me. Is we I have to receive God's grace so I can be able to have those buckets of grace for people like me. No, <laughs> <laughs> you know, <laughs> because you didn't really think about everything you name, and like I don't say everything on the list, but I was like, ooh, ooh, you know, like whoa. So people have to have grace for me. I need to have my buckets for them, too, you know. Um, Yeah, I just got a lot. It was just a beautiful declaration, you know. But I want to be able to receive, you know, the grace. You know, that's sometimes the key yeah. hindering. So, you know, when yeah. it comes to that, it was, just, it was just a good declaration. And just in here listening Praise and um, talking to the Holy Spirit. And that's what I pretty much got from some of it, you know.
7: Yeah. Praise God. Praise God. um. yeah yeah praise god um for um the sister that just spoke before mona um if you wanted to talk more about um and get more specific about what you um, are asking about um please send me a, a dm um, on facebook and we can talk um because i i don't want to i don't want you to leave um in limbo um, Yeah, I I want you to leave in limbo, yeah. Okay, Um, is there anyone else?
10: Well, okay. Well, um,
7: I just thank you for being on the call today. We will be closing out, uh, what is it, Monday will be our last declaration on um, grace. We have tomorrow, Friday and Saturday and Monday 31st. I just pray that um, grace, that you throughout this month have gotten a better understanding of grace and how it is free and how it is a gift and it is something for us to receive and i just thank god for you all and i give you back the rest of your day um praying that you have a wonderful day be a blessing to someone reach out to someone tell someone you love them give someone a compliment do something kind for someone you never know um what someone needs what they're feeling or what they're doing God bless you all. Love you all. We will see you here tomorrow morning. Same time, same number. Have a wonderful day, family. Take care. You. Bye, you guys. Love
0: you.
6: Bye. Have a blessed
0: day. Everyone have a blessed
6: day. Love and light. God bless you. Thank have you. a great day.
8: But uh, I write you.
11: the truth. Praying for our youth. Heaven bent. Supporting one another. A living faith is what this life promotes. Committed to press on. Reaching life. Forgiving one another. While staying on our knees.
10: For it's God we aim to please. We are
8: declared
11: True, praying for our you heaven-bent, supporting one another, a living faith is what this life promotes. Committed to press on, reaching life, forgiving one another, while staying on our knees, for it's God. Supporting one another a living faith is what this life promotes. Committed to press on, reaching light, forgiving one another while staying on our knees. For it's God. True, praying for our you heaven-bent, supporting one another, a living faith is what this life promotes. Committed to press on, reaching life, forgiving one another, while staying on our knees, for
10: it's God.
11: true, praying for our youth, having been supporting one another, a living faith is what this life reminds.